0: It's Annika and Olivia,
1: and you probably know it's cause we were roommates on that line. And this is You
0: Can Live Anytime.
1: Well, since I've moved, I really haven't, like, established good practice of like going to the doctor I haven't gone to the dentist in like a year now okay Um,
2: do you know what I haven't done that's so bad that I know I need to do so you know how you go to your like pediatrician every year when you're a kid and they do just Mm -hmm. a regular checkup they give you the whole oh once over Mm -hmm. kind of thing and then when you're finished with your pediatrician you got to find like an adult an adult you know?
1: doctor yeah,
2: yeah and I haven't done that I go to I go to my lady doctor go to a dentist I go to the eye doctor I don't get a once-over
1: yeah and that was hard for me too like once I was kicked out of the pediatrician's office like we found a doctor but like I wasn't in Austin enough to like mm-hmm. consistently go to them and so it wasn't like one of those good you know relationships Mm-hmm. Cause when I went to my pediatrician, I like knew my doctor. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, what's up? So. <laughs>
2: okay. So funny story. Mallory's going to kill me for telling this story, but our pediatrician literally had to break up with Mallory. Mallory was, <laughs> Mallory was 20 years old, still going into our pediatrician because I would have done that. Mallory and I both love our pediatrician. And I still, we like refer to her by her first name. We love her. And so at 20 years old, Mallory's like in a pediatrician's office with a bunch of children. And she like goes into her visit. And finally, like our pediatrician was like, Mallory, like, I'm really sorry, but you're getting too old, honey. Like you need to not, or maybe, okay, no, hold on. She was 19. She was 19. And she was like, you need to stop coming. This is about the time or if you haven't left already, you need to. And Mallory literally asked our doctor, she said, can I please come back one more year? She was <laughs> like <laughs> our pediatrician rolled her eyes. She's like, I guess you'll only be 20. She's like, You can come back one more time. So Mallory was like, Yes. She was <laughs> like, I don't want to stop going to her. And I'm like, You're almost 20 years old. Like it was so funny. It was a big, it was a big thing.
1: But to be fair, going to a lady doctor. Is like almost maybe more important for women. True. Except for, well, some lady doctors check this, but except for like a breast cancer scan, scan, like that you would that I have in the past gotten at like the doctor's office at my like yearly checkup. Mm. Oh. But that's also like, I know that breast cancer runs in my family, so that's mm-hmm. like more important for me than it might be for other people, but. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, also, hello everyone. Welcome to <laughs> You Can Live Any Time with myself, Olivia.
1: And I'm Annika, the practicing gay. Every it's wo- still Pride Month. Yes. Yeah. Also, everyone... It's also still the Black Lives Matter movement. They matter today, tomorrow, every day.
2: Yes. So. This is true. Also, everyone, examine yourself for cancer. Get your breast Woo! exams. Yeah, you know, check your. You can self-exam testicles. yourself. Yes, for, you
1: can for breast cancer.
2: To say what you were saying, my OBGYN does breast exams, and but every t- every year she goes, "Are you checking yourself?" And I go, "I'm like, yes, ma'am. I am a responsible adult. I self-exam." In it was because um in what was it anatomy in high school we got like. Silicone or like the the squishy stuff mm-hmm. like um so we got like breasts ones that were normal and ones that had cancerous lumps in them, and you we also got fake, so it was like fake breasts, but we also got fake testicles that were the same thing, so you could like learn what normal ones felt like quote unquote and what cancer. That would have
1: been nice for my anatomy class too. All I got to do in anatomy was dissect a cat and we did it over like a five-day period and so the classroom smelled so bad and also it was like cat and so I was like sad. It literally on the last day of dissection the smell was the worst and the cuts were the deepest because we were like we had like already done four days of dissection on this cat And I literally had to be wheelchaired out of the room because I thought I was going to faint. And I was taken to the nurse's office. That was the one time in high school that I went to the nurse's office. Oh my gosh. The one time in high school because I thought I was going to throw up slash faint from being in the vicinity of a cat dissection. I was fine with like biology when we dissected like (laughs) frogs and stuff. Yeah. That was fine with me. And plus we did it in like, One, maybe two to two at the most days, and so there wasn't like a smell, Mm -hmm. but honestly, the smell was the worst part. Also, in third grade, I was at the gifted and talented program, Mm -hmm. and they had us (laughs) dissecting
2: sharks. (gasps) Oh, we did that in fifth grade,
1: you did it It earlier than me. So cool, Mm -hmm. baby sharks. Baby shark, yeah. Our our shark, doo, 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 doo. the shark that my group had, had the most babies in it. We had like twenty it's something babies cool. in our shark. Ooh, we was that in high school. We dissected
2: squid, like the little ones. Oh yeah, the little ones. The that little was cool. Ones. You could cut the top and flap it open, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was real sweet. Um, in my anatomy class, my anatomy teacher is a fantastic human being, a one person and teacher she had a deal. It was something like uh the college that's really big in the town I grew up in um has a lot a lot of connections within the community and they have a large like agriculture program and it's off site from the campus it's gigantic but they rotate all the animals they have and it's very much like whenever they do have to like slaughter cattle they like use every part so one day we all came into class she was like well guys they had to kill some cattle today at this like agricultural center so she's like so we got a whole set of cow lungs on the back table and like the lungs were still warm like that's how Wow. And we got to, like, see how they worked, and they were gigantic. It was crazy. It was very, very cool. And the only reason, you know, because it was very much like a, they, it's all for good stuff, not for bad stuff. I can't find the right words because we're back to our normal time, in which it's late. And which but it's now, late,
1: so we're a little.
2: Well, but now I have a big kid job, and I have to wake up at 6 a.m. every day, so it's a little weird. But s-
1: tomorrow is Saturday.
2: Yeah, i got to go paint a basement. In the morning.
1: Oh, yeah, we talked about this.
2: And Andrew has work. So he's right. waking up at the normal time because he has to work on his Saturday. His birthday is next Saturday and he has to work all day. oh I know, I'm a little upset he's spaghetti. No fun. But he says all he wants for his birthday is for me to make him dirt cake. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> do you remember dirt, dirt cake? cake when we were kids. I
1: do remember dirt cake. I love that that's what he wants for his birthday.
2: I literally because he was like I just want to hang out like at home just you and me and I was like okay cool like he's like I just want to relax I'm like that's fine and I said well why don't I like make you a cake or something like he loves like Oreo ice cream and that kind of stuff I was like I can make you like like a cookies and cream like Oreo cake I was like naming all this stuff and he goes do you remember dirt cake I was like
1: what
2: You're turning 24 years old and you want dirt cake.
1: It's so wholesome. I would want dirt cake. Dirt well, cake would be a great treat. Like, I wouldn't eat dirt cake every day. Well, isn't, doesn't dirt cake have Oreos in it? Yeah, that's what makes it... That's the dirt. It's that's like crushed up Oreo cookies. And there's, like, pudding? There's pudding and gummy worms in it. And it's usually, like, layered.
2: Yeah, hold on. I'm pulling Sorry guys. Um for everyone that's listening, yeah. Annika and I are just like really chit-chatting up today. Um let's see. I'm pulling up a recipe. Okay, ingredients. 28 Oreo cookies. Goodness. Cream cheese, <laughs> butter, sugar, milk, French vanilla pudding mix, and But isn't it topping. supposed
1: to be like chocolate pudding to
2: make it dirt? Well, this one is showing it layered like, this is called pay dirt cake. So it's like okay, vanilla so and Oreo. Like
1: I remember dirt cake is, cru- I actually don't remember it as a cake. I always remember it as like a parfait type thing and it was yeah, like layered yeah, 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 in a cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's like crushed up Oreo cookies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the filling was in there. Maybe they used the filling somewhere else. And then it does on this one it says vanilla pudding again and then inside the chocolate pudding was gummy worms and then there was like more oreo cookies on top well i feel like maybe there's a difference between like a pudding style or a parfait style and a cake style i don't
2: know i kind of remember it being a parfait too but it's called dirt cake but we always got it in cups when we were kids and we got spoons and we get all over our faces I was little kids okay something that Andrew always says about he's really good with kids and that kind of stuff which is really funny just because he doesn't even like to talk to any people that's kind of his thing um (laughs) but he's really good with kids and where
1: was I going with this
2: Oh, the one thing no he idea. always says about kids is he's like, kids are so sticky. He's like, <laughs> if, he's like if we have children one day, I'm going to be that dad that walks around with like a package of Clorox wipes and I'm just constantly <laughs> going to be wiping their hands because he's like, I don't even know where it comes from, but he's like, have you noticed every single kid you come in contact with is sticky like all over their mouths and their little hands and they touch everything and I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: They are. They're sticky. Like, how? Yeah, how are they that sticky? I really try not to interact
2: with kids. Like, <laughs> <young> kids. <laughs> oh, I've been meaning to tell you. Sidebar um, Nation, if there is any background audio on my part, I do apologize. Andrew got a new video game. Um, to anyone to who's fair, a video I game. I can't
1: hear anything. Okay, that's good.
2: But, so, so you know how I told you last night that there are gays in his video game?
1: Yeah, they're hot yeah. lesbians.
2: Yeah, and guess what? The, they they had the they had the intimate times <laughs> <laughs> in the video game. Well, they don't like show it, but like oh. so the way one of the reasons Andrew really likes this um video game, again to anyone who likes video games, it's called The Last of Us Part 2 just came out today. Um and so one of the really cool things that I learned a lot since I started dating him with some of these advanced video games is that it's not all just play stuff and you have to beat levels there are cutscenes that real actors use it's like live motion capture and then they animate it so it's like actual real life acted out scenes acted out by people so that was like a cutscene. they're like trapped in a basement because there's a storm and they're like talking they're like yeah how was that kiss the other night and they're like kind of like teasing each other and having fun and then it obviously alludes to things progressing.
1: Progressing.
2: And I was like gays. Yes, yeah, so I was like, gays. And I was like, I have to tell Annika that not only are there gays in this video game, but the gays have the intimate times.
0: Even From in the, the apocalypse. <laughs> Even in the apocalypse. I mean but like
1: the last thing you're gonna do on earth, like if you have someone you might as well. hmm
2: hmm so I had no. to tell you that. Sorry, weird update. Sorry, guys. We've really just been.
1: I mean, while we're at it, do you have any other updates for ketchup and mustard? Or mm. have we honestly kind of told uh, them all?
2: Yeah. No, like, life, life updates. I'm trying to think. if any... No. I mean, really, nothing's crazy that's happening. I got paid today, which was nice.
1: <laughs> I got paid today, too. Hey, being real that's people. Good.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, The <laughs> weather
1: was nice. Our weather was rainy. Oh gross. That was sad. Mm. That's why I didn't go into protest today. But I mm. might try to keep going to go in on the oh, weekend. That would be good. Because we we're recording on Juneteenth, so there were like events downtown, but it was yeah. raining and so I didn't want to go in mm-hmm. to the events.
2: Well, somebody I saw on social media and I would love your take on this, but somebody was like, What if we get rid of Columbus Day, which I am totally here for? And they said, what if we make Juneteenth a national holiday? And I said,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. I would love for Juneteenth to be a national holiday because then I wouldn't have had to work today. In my line but, of work, there's no such thing I mean, as like, a day off. To be fair, mm-hmm. it's basically an equivalent to Jul- July 4th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we recognize July 4th because we were free. We were emancipated. But technically, we still had slaves, and they were still—we were the British government to them, but worse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and that's and so, yeah. Like, they should have their day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, get rid of Columbus Day. Yeah, he was Juneteenth not a cool dude. Calendar. He was not a cool. I dude. mean, like his line of work was probably cool, but he didn't do cool things with it
2: no he could have done he, Christopher Columbus you could have done a little better bud yeah I, I I have your annual your annual review is in we got some work <laughs> to do sweetie <laughs> sweetie guess what Mallory told me what RuPaul was on Family Feud when I don't know if it's a new thing or if it's an old thing but she saw it
1: Hold on, let me look
2: Again, is it like that.
1: celebrity family feud, or was yes. it like the Paul family?
2: No, like it was celebrity <laughs> family feud. Um,
1: Although I guess RuPaul's last name is Charles. It is RuPaul Charles. I think that's right.
2: All this stuff was from like four or five days ago, so, so, so maybe, maybe no it was reason. like
1: a recently aired episode. So of celebrity um,
2: who was on it? But it was like Queens from earlier seasons, so. Uh Raven from season two who I love Raven mm-hmm. and Latrice.
0: royale
2: and, Yeah, and then so it was RuPaul, Michelle, and the one judge that I haven't got to yet. That's not Santino Rice. It's the other guy who's Ross Matthews. I believe Carson Cresley. So. He seems a lot more like Both of them are gay, I think. Okay. But he, he was blonde, Matthews, very fashionable.
1: Oh, that's Carson Cresley. He is in case you don't know this he is the original style person from Queer Eye like the original Queer Eye really he is the equivalent of Tan France
2: (gasps) I love Tanny yeah sorry I shouldn't say that because I'm not Jonathan Van Ness because he's the one who runs around going Tanny but I do I love Tan Tan France is
1: fantastic did you see he just um got his citizenship Citizenship. yeah and I would like to point out for anyone who says, um, Mexican immigrants should just go through the immigration process. It took him what, like four or five years.
2: Yeah. Well, and I love the test that you have to take to become a citizen of the United States. And it's stuff that like, I, what, it, I don't know where I've seen it. it was probably on YouTube, but it was, it was one of those things where it was like, I like real like American-born people take the citizenship test and they don't pass it because yeah. they're like, which I think is ridiculous because uh, I don't need to walk. A... <sighs> yes, it's good to know your country's history. I'm not trying to say that at all, but also that doesn't make you
1: that doesn't make you a better citizen. Or there are plenty of people in our own country that don't know history from our country. Mm-hmm. And we're still
2: citizens and we still we're still
1: citizens. We still
2: participate. We all have jobs. We do our duty. We pay taxes and stuff. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Uh, so anyways. Anything to report with you? Sorry, that was
1: long winded, as always. No, the only thing and this leads into my topic for today, my discussion mm-hmm. topic for today, is that because it's Juneteenth, I double ordered out today, which got very expensive because I did delivery. But, you know, whatever. From black restaurants. So awesome. I got some really, really good food and I just finished my dinner, which was Ethiopian cuisine. And Ooh. if you haven't had it, you should you should try it because it is good. And the restaurant that I ordered from has these things called sambusas, which is like I I don't even know. It's like fried, they're fried. And it's dough. And then there's a filling, and I have a lentil filling because it's vegetarian. And it's one of the best things I've ever tasted. Just, like, so good. That sounds really interesting. But anyways, if you ever find an Ethiopian place near you, or any African food place, because when I went to Ghana, Ghanaian food, incredible, mm-hmm. um, which does lead us
0: mm-hmm.
1: into our topic for today. Yes which is food and this is a little bit of a broad a broad topic and I could probably do a second episode on this but today we're going to keep it very much towards my history with food and like how food became such a big part of my life today because I think Olivia has mentioned in the past that recently I've been doing to keep myself busy in quarantine I've been cooking a lot And I've been sharing some of that with my Instagram close friends. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a really fun journey for me. So today we're going to be talking about food. Like I said, multiple times. For those of you who don't know, I'm vegetarian. And everyone always asks, whenever I say I'm vegetarian, they'll say, oh, how long? And every time I say, for life... People get really confused. So I'm going to explain it. My parents both grew up in households that ate meat. Both of my parents' families still eat meat. And then both of my parents, when they left the house, they both separately became vegetarians. My parents met after they graduated college, they were both doing internship type work. In Dallas, Texas. And my mom, one of the things she said is that she knew my dad was the one, partly because he was vegetarian. That was like a part of what made the decision for her, in like knowing that he was the one. So, anyways, both of my parents were vegetarian when they had me. And so, growing up, there was no meat in the household. I ate what my dad cooked. My dad was the cook in the household, which I think that's different from what a lot of families have. Mm -hmm. But not not all families, but a lot of families, it's we could get into stereotypical things, but it's stereotypically a feminine role to cook in the household. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And people have always asked, like, well, have you ever wanted to try me? And honestly. The thing that I say to that is, like, when your dad's cooking is so good, why do you need to? Mm -hmm. I think there are some times when it's hard, mostly when traveling, because you don't always have a place to cook food. When we can, and we've done this before, instead of renting, like, a hotel room, we'll get, like, a loft or like an apartment type thing so that we have a kitchen even when we're traveling but you can't always do that and so sometimes it's just hard to find restaurants in foreign cities or in domestic cities but just all around the country that are vegetarian friendly sometimes mm-hmm. but anyways so that's I grew a vegetarian people always have so many questions and I remember let me tell you one of my pet peeves and I'll let you react to this one of my pet peeves when I tell someone I'm a vegetarian is when they say oh I can't imagine living like that Mm. because to me that feels derogatory towards my lifestyle which I put lifestyle in air quotes when I just said it there because at this point in my life I don't even think of it as like a -hmm. choice or a conscious like Mm -hmm any sort of like I'm choosing to live the lifestyle of vegetarian a because I never really had a choice not that if I had told my parents when I was younger that I wanted to eat meat they would say no Mm -hmm. or any of that but it was more just like once I got to a certain point introducing meat into my diet would have had Mm. more complications than just leaving it out of my diet yeah so anyways but when people say something like that, I can't imagine living like that. It is, it's kind of like a microaggression. I feel like the fact that you feel like I'm living an inferior lifestyle to you because of how I eat.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. And honestly, I feel like I have, now that you pointed out, I feel like I've actually said that before to someone. And I don't even, I don't remember if it was you. And there's actually a decent chance that I probably said that to you when I met you. So I apologize because I think (laughs) my automatic thought is, is that I don't, I I totally think you're right. But I think people's initial thought is, is when they say that that's not the point, or at least for me, if I actually ever did say that to you or to someone else, that wasn't my point. But I, but I do think it's naive to say like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't live like that well it's like well yeah you can anyone can do it and like that's how you grew up and the only reason that somebody thinks oh I couldn't do that because they grew up in a house eating meat like
1: and oftentimes I will point this out oftentimes too much meat as in an unhealthy amount of protein or over serving sizing over mm-hmm. like a larger serving size than you should have of meat
2: Mm-hmm. yeah that's like, and I mean, I say when people, when I hear people are vegan. I literally say, "Oh my gosh, I can never do that." But I only say that because I straight up love cheese. I love cheese. Yeah, so much. and
1: my own pet peeve really has made me think a lot more when reacting with people who are vegan because, mm-hmm. as I'm not a vegan, yeah, a large part of my diet is still eggs and dairy products. Yeah, but I will say when I'm at home my dad is lactose intolerant. Yeah, And so there's a certain amount of my cooking at home or when my dad cooks at home mm-hmm. that has to be basically vegan. And it's not like I won't eat vegan food. Whoops, sorry for that noise. <laughs> um, it's not like I won't eat vegan food. I, in fact, today, my lunch, I ordered from a vegan restaurant and it was, it was great. I've had really good experiences with vegan food. It's just not the diet that I've chosen for myself. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and I think people also forget that we make vegan choices all the time. And I just don't think people are not vegan, but maybe vegetarian. Sorry, excuse me, my verbiage. But I think some of us make vegetarian choices without thinking about it. Like example, I've been making myself for breakfast. I cook up an egg. I put mushroom and onion. And cheese in it, I put it on a bagel, and I fold it up, and it's just a nice little sandwich, but no meat,
1: yeah, I think, and one of my friends that I met through skating team in college was vegan, and something that she pointed out to me is that anytime you're going over to someone's house, like for a meal and they find out you're vegan, they immediately think, "Oh, I have to make them a salad, and that's also really annoying for me is that Mm -hmm. when people are like when I'm like oh there aren't vegetarian choices on this menu and they're like oh there are salads and I'm like I don't want to eat a salad every day of my life like yeah but anyways for a vegan person you can make spaghetti you can make red sauce and noodles and then just don't put cheese on it or have the cheese in a bowl on the side or something that is a vegan food bread bread is vegan you can have your little rolls on the side Mm
2: -hmm.
1: with your spaghetti yeah yeah there are plenty of vegetable dishes that you can make or you know you can put in Mm -hmm. very small yes go
2: no, I, but I think to that point, I think a lot of people don't know how to prep vegetables properly or even how to cook them properly
1: Yeah. or how to eat them problem. raw.
2: I don't think, I think our society focus focuses so much on our meat products and how to prep them. And I think we really let our vegetables fall to the wayside because you vegetables have such a diverse, way they can be used and people do not think about it and they don't put an effort into it and it makes me really sad because when you eat good vegetables, good
1: vegetables
2: it's they're good like okay this is something really simple and i guess it's technically on a couple things so i work at a restaurant as a server one two two of my top dishes are vegetarian dishes. One of them is a Brussels Caesar salad. So mm. it's a Caesar salad made of all Brussels sprouts. Some of the, half of it is fresh, like chopped Brussels sprouts, and half of it is fried Brussels sprouts. Oh. And you mix it together with the dressing and the cheese, and there's like it's it's so good. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing that I just die for that my chef has it's it's half of a head of cauliflower and it's rubbed with curry on the outside of it and he bakes it and it caramelizes it's like candied curry on the outside of this cauliflower and there's cashew
1: sauce plated with it Mm -hmm. it's to die for dude Cauliflowers are one of the most underrated vegetables Mm -hmm. and you can do so much with them, but also on your Brussels sprout point, I just want to say that I'm really proud of myself because uh, two nights ago I made myself Brussels sprouts for dinner
2: and oh, I really? did
1: a bomb job. They were like kind of blackened because oh. I did them uh, on the broil setting mm-hmm. in oven and mm-hmm. so they got a little bit fiery. But speaking of vegetables, I wanted to talk about a few of my fondest memories from childhood for my dad's cooking because Mm -hmm. like I said my dad is a brilliant cook my dad makes some of the best things I've ever had like in and out of restaurants Mm -hmm. my dad just I don't know I don't even know where he learned to like really cook Mm -hmm. because his mom is his mom is a cook but his mom is a very like home style cook Like, his mom does the potatoes and the corn and the green beans and the salad and that kind of stuff. And it's all very good, but my dad does, like, Chinese food without a recipe, like, soups and all of this stuff that's just incredible. Anyways, Mm -hmm. one of my fondest memories from my childhood is my dad making... Cheesy zucchini, which is so easy. You cut whole zucchinis in half, you sprinkle them with Parmesan cheese, and you bake them in the oven. Mm-hmm. And it's a really simple way to get people, kids mm-hmm. in my case, because I was a kid when I was eating this, mm-hmm. to eat vegetables. Yeah. Put a little bit of cheese on it A little bit of cheese just a little bit of cheese and that is one of the things that I can still remember anytime my dad made that for dinner I was just like so excited like be, uh, beside myself excited I was like mm-hmm. it's zucchini night like the other, <laughs> one of the other zucchini things... <laughs> zucchini <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know why I just imagined little you jumping around your kitchen with my bowl cut um yeah yelling zucchinis but then also intermittently singing five smooth stones I don't know why but that's just what I imagined and (laughs) it was very wholesome and that's all and I could just like like your dad taking the zucchinis
1: five smooth stones like grace over pressure
2: and then your dad taking the zucchini out of the oven, he's bobbing his head along, going,
1: smooth stones. <laughs> I don't know why. Sorry, I love that song. Honestly, probably not far off. Add some cats into the picture. <sighs> can you My mom Wait. while my dad does this, my mom is feeding the cats. All of them.
2: Um we should play five smooth stones at my wedding.
1: Oh my god, we should. And I can my I'll invite my dad because he <laughs> Although I will say that my dad doesn't like his early music, which all of the stuff on that album is, because he thinks that the recording quality is bad. That is so incorrect. It it kind of is. Like it's not like fully produced music.
2: This is not a fully produced podcast.
1: True. (laughs) We're doing anyways. (laughs) We are doing great.
2: Okay, keep going. Talk about your your fond memory. Yeah.
1: Another thing that I have a fond memory of is when my dad would make dessert with dinner. Mm -hmm. And my dad's desserts aren't like decadent, anything, no cakes, no cookies. Mm -hmm. One of the things that he made were baked apples and pears. And so what you do is you core your apple or your pear And then into that center hole where the core was, you put like raisins or craisins, brown sugar, cinnamon, and then you bake it. So it gets all like, or maybe you do it in a pot. Actually, I'm not 100% sure, but however you do it. So it's all soft and Mm -hmm. it tastes like the filling of a pie. And then you just, you dig in and eat the whole thing he would also sometimes make rice pudding especially if we had had rice like in our dinner he would save some over and what you do is you put milk cinnamon and some brown sugar and then raisins in that too Mm -hmm. and then he would keep it in the fridge for all of dinner and then he'd eat it cold at the end of dinner Mm -hmm. oh my god it was so good Mm
2: -hmm. speaking of fruit desserts I had way too many peaches because I thought Andrew would eat them and he didn't.
1: I made peach cobbler. Wow, that is so fun. That's a new I one. I love me. peaches. Yeah. Continue. And peach cobbler, not like pie.
2: Yes. Cobbler. It was okay. The only reason was is I forgot to I forgot. So I got a list because we don't have any like baking stuff in our apartment cuz you know you're trying to get all the things that every you know when you're a kid it's just in your pantry it's magic and I got everything but for some silly reason I forgot to get baking soda and I was like hands deep in my food and I didn't want to leave and go get it and I was like okay I'll look up substitutes um the closest thing I could find was lemon and I didn't have a lemon I had limeade so I used that (laughs) so it was a little dense
1: yeah yeah it still
2: tasted good like it was good it was like really caramelized and very like peachy it was just a little dense Andrew ate the whole thing so I mean I guess I did a good job but it sounds like I might be a little more successful with the dirt cake (laughs) since it's pudding and cookies
1: (laughs) and you can get both of those things already made Mm -hmm.
2: if you want to okay keep talking sorry i didn't mean to interrupt
1: okay the other thing that looking back on my life i think is hilarious Mm -hmm. is that my dad packed all of my school lunches and because he's the person that he is Mm -hmm. this is how he did it we had this set of tupperware Mm -hmm. that was like two and a half inches by two and a half inches like little like little containers Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and they were stackable so the base of one would like fit into the top of the other Mm -hmm. and so every day my school lunch was about eight of these stackable tupperwares filled with different fruits and then there was always one that was filled with frozen corn or peas and then like because they weren't in the freezer overnight they would kind of melt down Mm -hmm. so I could eat them and then one that was filled with tomatoes and then the other ones are always filled with like strawberries blueberries pineapple grapes just like any fruit that was in our fridge and then I had a tupper I had a thermos
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of soup in the winter Mm -hmm. in the summer I would have a phony bologna and cheese sandwich and
2: I was half expecting just, for you to say I like had sandwiches that were cut out in the shapes of like stars and hearts oh
1: no oh my dad did not do that I no.
2: <laughs> I yeah I don't know why that's what I imagined continue
1: yeah I just like I, I recognized that mm-hmm. this was not how everyone else in the entire school was packing their lunch and I also recognized that like I had a lot more food than most people, but I think it's just, like, how I grew up. My parents always gave us pretty big portion sizes, mm-hmm. um, and so whenever I had friends over to my house and my dad would, like, make us food, mm-hmm. my pa- my parents and I would, like, polish off our plates, and our the guests would always be like, ah, I'm full, and they would have taken, like, half of the food because I don't know our our family just eats a lot I guess but I don't know I feel like (laughs) my lunch experiences were very and it was like the same thing for like all of my years of school like that didn't change from elementary school to middle school to high school that's the lunch I had
2: that's fantastic (laughs) that is really fantastic oh my God. that's so cute i could just imagine it you just like scarfing down you were so cute as a kid too when we all thanks. got to see those pictures of you they were golden i was like this is fantastic
1: thanks so much i had a bowl cut i said this earlier mm-hmm. but really for like the first four or five years of my life i i had a highlighter yellow because that is <laughs> the color of my hair bowl cut
2: oh also fun fact when annika was a kid she did basket weaving
1: <laughs> okay this was not when i was a kid you couldn't even be in basket weaving class until you were 12
2: oh i'm sorry you're still a kid <laughs> when you're 12 okay that's still kid status ma'am yeah
1: but for the record this was this was the same camp that taught me the egg song, oh, okay. where I learned basket weaving, and I started going to that camp when I was five, and so for the first, like, however many years that is, seven, seven years of going to this camp, I wanted to do basket weaving, but couldn't do basket weaving and so when I because I was old enough to oh, take basket weaving oh that's class. so sad and so when I finally got to basket weaving class it made me feel like an adult even though I wasn't really an adult well you know I'm what I mean? really
2: proud of you the pictures that were the only reason I said it is because they were in the collection of Annika's childhood pictures was the basket weaving and um I just it was so cute it was so so cute and so wholesome and how many kids say I learned basket weaving no one especially you know in this day and age with all their all these kids and their iPads
1: (laughs) yeah but if I had the right materials I could weave you a basket wouldn't that be so fun my favorite basket that I ever made this is a complete sidebar but I do want to say this My favorite basket that I ever made is a double-walled basket. And so basically what that means is that I wove two baskets in one. So I have this really tightly woven base. There are no holes in the base, which means that the reeds are like all right next to each other. And Mm -hmm. so going up on the sides, it would have been really hard to weave because they're all right next to each other. So usually Mm -hmm. you either fold half of them into the base so that they're not continuing up on the sides. Okay. Or you make a double walled basket, which is where you weave half of them on the outside and half of them on the inside. So you basically have two baskets in one. So I have a basket at home that actually sits on my parents' dining table and holds like our salt and pepper and all of that, like sauces and stuff. And it's purple on the outside. But it's like a natural brown on the inside. Hmm. So it's sort of so, like
2: basketception.
1: Yeah, basketception. And they both have different weaving patterns. I think one is a uh, over three under two, and one is like a something else.
2: Hmm. That's really cool. But
1: anyways. <laughs> I'm <my> certified.
2: Little... <laughs> I, I'm certified to teach canoeing. That's all I got.
1: I was a certified scuba diver.
2: That's cool. I've been scuba diving.
1: How did you go scuba diving without getting your scuba diving certification?
2: It was like on a cruise or something. I don't know. Do you have to get a certification before you even go?
1: Did you go scuba diving or snorkeling?
2: I went scuba diving. I had a tank.
1: Yeah, when I went scuba diving, and to be fair, we went on like a three-day expedition with like people Mm. we were in the cayman islands and they made you have a certification before you could go scuba diving with them
2: oh ours was just a little day trip to the scuba place so maybe we technically got certified my dad is a he's a certified scuba diver i know that for sure he's been scuba diving like all over but like this was just like a little like half day like in there like we weren't in open water
1: oh that's probably what it was because we went out into like the reefs
2: yeah this was like uh it was still like connected to the ocean i can't think of the correct verbiage at all but it was like it was really safe and not open water so yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry. Side. We're getting super sidetracked, and we are.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's get back quickly to food. approaching
2: our hour. So yes, food.
1: Let's get we back to food. food. I want to have maybe a little debate. I know this isn't our debate episode, but I want us to compare our favorite fruit, our favorite vegetable, and our favorite meal. So I'll give you like a second to think, but I'm gonna start with fruit, and I. I think I'm going to make the case strongly. Actually, thinking about this because I finally found these at the grocery store last week. My favorite fruit might be figs. Figs are which good. is like completely out of the water, and a lot of people haven't even heard of figs. Fig Newtons. Yeah, Fig Newtons, but it's like the actual fruit, mm-hmm.
2: obviously. I love fig jam. I live Ooh. for fig jam.
1: If you do fig jam with, like,
2: goat cheese on top of it.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Other thing, another fruit that I like that's very high up is peaches, but not yellow peaches. I either go for white peaches or donut peaches. Mm -hmm. Because I think they're sweeter, Mm -hmm. actually. And they're easier to eat even if they're not ripe like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: peaches have to be like yellow peaches have to be like perfectly ripe and juicy for them to be super delicious in my view Mm -hmm. but white peaches like even if it's a little bit hard a white peach is pretty good
2: Mm -hmm. within the realm of peaches a nectarine is not bad Ooh, a nectarine is pretty good too I will tell you if I had to pick like favorite fruit and this is one of the most boring fruits I can pick, but it's so versatile, versatile, versatile.
1: I think you did say it either way. Versatile. Yeah. Versatile.
2: I am so tired. I apologize. Um, <laughs> apples. I like, yeah. I eat one. And there's one-
1: such a variety of apples. What's your favorite, like sub, sub category of apple?
2: Uh, I like Honeycrisp or Pink Ladies.
1: Oh, both of those are good.
2: I I like my apples to be hard and very, very crisp. I hate soft apples. I hate them.
1: I think one of my favorites is Fuji. Mm -hmm. One of my least favorites, and this should be everyone's least favorite, and I don't know why it's the default, red delicious. They're, Get rid no. of those yeah. red delicious apples. They're, They're not bad. delicious. They're not delicious. Well, Maybe I, one out of 15 is like okay. Mm-hmm. Well, The I other 14, think- soft, bruised, yeah. weirdly flavored, weirdly textured.
2: Mm-hmm. Bad. Well, I only think because, like, okay, sometimes I'll have an apple in the morning and I'll put like peanut butter on it, like for some protein, or I pack it in my lunch because I can literally rinse it off and throw it in my lunchbox and I can eat it and it's easy. Or, they're like, snacks. they're great snacks. Like, you can do apple pie, you can do apple crisp, you can do like during Halloween. Baked apples? Bake, baked apples. Halloween, you dip them in caramel. Caramel. Mm hmm. Do you say caramel? Yeah. Oh, oh no.
1: <laughs> oh, no, we just started another debate.
2: Uh, that's going to be our next debate. Well, uh, well, it's just a dialect thing. Some
1: people say yeah, caramel.
2: A... One of some my people least... say
1: caramel. Some people say crown instead of crayon. And I don't understand that one. I've also heard crayon. Cran. But I hate crayon and crown.
2: Okay, Crown just does not, no, that one is cancelled. Like, it's kind of like, um, who is it, Alex pointed out to me when I say white. I say the uh, white, and I'm like, that's how you're supposed to say it. She's like, it's white, or however she said it. And I'm like,
1: uh. to be fair, Alex says, park the car. Pack <laughs> the car. Nice.
2: She says, okay, for, you guys haven't met Alex yet. She is from Boston. She grew up with a grandmother that is like true, true Boston.
1: Her family's part of the Boston Mafia. (laughs) Not like actually. But
2: I don't think we should disclose that. Um, Yeah. No, it's not. They're not like actively a part of it. It, It's like distant relations and nobody's affiliated. So nothing bad. But no, Alex doesn't say, hey, I'm going to go to my room she says I'm going to go to my rum. My rum. I'm like do you have out al- your you have a place of alcohol? What? <laughs> I'm going to go to my rum. Do you have like a bottle, a big bottle you can sit in, man? Like what's up with that? <laughs> Sorry, Al, if you're listening to this, we love you so much. We really do. It's just, it's so funny. Like I know exactly, like when she got off the phone with her parents during college because I was like, you literally just talked to your parents. She's like, how do you know? I'm like, because your Boston accent is so bad
1: right now. I love Um, that. Speaking of things I love, vegetables. Oh gosh, I. Love vegetables. There's of course it's soccer, going back to soccer, but there's this video of Kelly Mm O'Hara, another iconic soccer player, who she's she wears this vegetable hoodie that has like pictures of vegetables on the back. Oh, that's so cute! And then then Ali Long, who's taking the video, is like, if you had a dance about vegetables, what would it be? And then they come up with this whole thing that's like go carrots, go carrots, go <laughs> carrots, go at a mama, go at a mama, am dancing. So if you obviously can't see, maybe we'll put it on our social media, but mm-hmm. it's great. Anyways, vegetables. I know you maybe don't have as much experience with vegetables as I do, mm-hmm. I will say, but uh, I'm gonna put a strong case for tomatoes because they're so simple and versatile kind of like you were mentioning with apples Mm
0: -hmm. and also I would
1: like to point out that um fruit and vegetable I'm using as like the societal view of fruit and vegetable as opposed to like the biological view of fruit and vegetable because I know that someone's going to come after me and be like tomatoes are a fruit and I'm going to be like yeah, but do they yeah. taste like a fruit? Well, in veggie tails when we were kids
2: <laughs> the tomato was in veggie tales, so So
1: it's a veggie get used to it. Duh.
2: This isn't like a core vegetable that I would say, hi, this is a vegetable that I'm portioning out with my meal, or that's like the main portion of my meal. But onions add so much flavor to dishes.
1: Onions are also another one of those that are just, like, the most versatile things.
2: They're so essential. Um, I Is garlic a vegetable? What is garlic? I don't
1: know. But I wouldn't ever just cook garlic. Oh, no, not at all. Well, uh,
2: technically, you can get roasted garlic and you can get it and spread it on bread
1: true you could do like a garlic spread but I but, would like actually do like an onion like a pan of onions mm-hmm. and you just I don't know I'd probably put them on something still but
2: mushrooms are also in that category of something that's really mm-hmm. versatile and is so good
1: we were talking about this at the beginning I think cauliflower is severely yes. underrated
2: oh cauliflower is so good
1: how it Can taste like I think a lot of people think of just like steamed cauliflower just like a lot of people think of steamed broccoli Mm -hmm. and they're like this isn't very good or you know it's actually the bane of my existence Mm. those vegetable plates that someone feels like they have to bring to a party and it's like raw broccoli and raw cauliflower Mm -hmm. and you're just like I don't want to eat this Actually, I'll eat the tomatoes because those are supposed to be eaten raw. Mm -hmm. But like, this is not, ma'am, you did not need to bring this vegetable plate. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cauliflower is really good. Brussels sprouts are so good.
1: On the tomato topic. Yes. I think it was ninth grade homecoming. Mm -hmm. We all went to my friend Caroline's house beforehand and her mom knew that I liked tomatoes and so she bought me like a whole bowl of tomatoes for like the appetizer thing like like the little tomatoes not like not like a big tomato <laughs> okay but, and then i i stood by the appetizer the appetizer table while everyone was taking pictures and i just ate the entire bowl of tomatoes
2: that's fantastic
1: and this is how i eat a tomato i bite the top off Mm -hmm. i suck the inside out of it and then i eat the rest of the tomato it's something about the texture i love the texture of the seeds i wish everyone could see my face right now because it was absolute shock oh my gosh (laughs) that's that's kind of nasty that's not nasty at all you suck everything out of it (laughs) yeah yeah <laughs> oh but it's a texture thing it's just like how I like orange juice okay with pulp in it
2: oh girl
1: because it tastes more fresh squeezed if okay you fresh I squeezed orange juice there is gonna be pulp in there okay if that you that is all scary. the pulp out it tastes like juice concentrate and that is not what I'm trying to have
2: Okay. 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 But there is a very large difference between fresh squeezed orange juice and orange juice you buy in the store that has pulp in it. It tastes very I know there's
1: different. a big difference, but I would rather have orange juice with pulp in it from the grocery store than orange juice without pulp in it from the grocery store. Because orange juice without pulp in it from the grocery store, as I said, tastes like juice concentrate, like super watered down. True. It doesn't taste like it's from an orange. That's true. That is correct. You are correct.
2: I'm sorry. I did not mean to judge you about your tomato eating. It's just I've never heard of that. And it took me a little off guard.
1: After we finish our voice recording, I'll go grab one of my tomatoes from the kitchen. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. We are already.
2: Okay. We need to. We need yeah. To... We
1: probably need to wrap up. Let's really quickly talk about our favorite overall meal and then we'll sign off. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I think I probably should have thought this through more. Do you want me to go? Yeah, if you know yours, go.
2: Okay. Um, this has been, it, I'm going home cooked meals. Um, and this is yeah. my favorite, favorite, favorite dish my mom makes. Like when I went to college, anytime I'd come home, she's like, what do you want? And I'm like, why are you asking me? You know what I want. <laughs> um, but my mom makes pesto chicken. And so Ooh. she um so she cuts up chicken uh it's pesto sun-dried tomatoes kalamata olives artichokes mm. um and
1: it's all Artichokes the cheese are so good y'all oh artichokes are just so just to bring that up. good so good i discovered the goodness of artichokes during quarantine and in my cooking adventure <laughs>
2: Um, and then she puts it over noodles and it's just such strong, like fantastic flavors all mixed together. It's so good every single time. It's just it's such a well balanced meal. Um, and the chicken doesn't overpower anything. I I don't feel mm-hmm. like the chicken is the center stage at all. I mean, I think it's a good amount, you know, because I do eat meat, so yeah. it's a good source of protein but it's just i think the specifically the sundried sundried tomatoes are fantastic fantastic so sundried tomatoes kalamata olives and artichokes they all complement each other so well with the pesto it like it marinates them all together mm-hmm. and it just marries all those flavors
1: pesto is such a good flavor mhm
2: pesto mm. that's all so. i think
1: i think Mm. so my dad has made this one dish literally twice because it's like a long mm-hmm. thing, but it's one of the best things I've ever tasted. If I were going for a more like consistent meal that my dad makes, it would be black bean and squash tacos,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is great. Black bean and some yellow squash with things. And then you top it off with lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But this one soup that my dad makes is very asian inspired and i don't even know what to call it but he tops it off with fried tofu that's like really crispy and then it like gets into the soup and then when you eat it you have like the the crispy texture Mm -hmm. plus like the soft texture of all of the ingredients in the soup and it's Asian inspired I think Mm -hmm. I said that Mm -hmm. but it also has like a lime flavor to it I don't like it's so good that you can't even describe it and do it justice you know what I mean um
2: once it is safe I am flying down to Austin Texas I am banging on your parents door and I say I don't know what the soup is but make it for me right now please and thank you.
1: And then my dad says, give me two hours because this is a hard soup to make.
2: (laughs) He's going to be like, is Annika here? And I'm going to be like, (laughs) no, just me. Hello. (laughs) You're like, I know. You would probably rather see your daughter, but here we are.
1: I am here. And, and I'm demanding see- that you cook for me.
2: <laughs> I will also rummage around your house and find all your cats, and I will hold them and make them love me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> While you're there, you can also ask my dad to live play Five Smooth Stones.
2: Yeah, because yeah, it's usually just us jamming to it. Five Smooth, smooth stones. stones. I feel like one day we need to play it on the podcast. Your dad's probably going to be like, From the river of
1: life. Choose five smooth stones. stones. Justice like the flood. i called stones. Peace, mercy.
2: I feel so bad laughing at it because I actually do enjoy it. But it's just we've sang it to each other so much. It just it's a fond memory, and that's why I'm laughing. So please, I don't want
1: anyone. That's also to- why I'm. I'm laughing because I was singing, trying to sing like my dad. And my dad can do my dad better, way better than I can do my dad. Really? Your,
2: your dad can imitate <laughs> himself way better than you can? <laughs> That's a shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: think we need to do a part two of
2: food because.
1: Oh, absolutely. This was so good.
2: Two.
1: This. I could talk about food all day long. So, I, yeah. We'll do a part two of murders and we'll do a part two of food.
2: So come back
1: for that in the future. It's not going to be next week, by the way, next Mm -mm. week we'll have a guest yet to be decided on who I have a suggestion, but Olivia and I will talk about it later. Um, Super secret. Super (laughs) secret. But anyways, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you guys enjoy your week. Mm-hmm. And follow us on social media mm-hmm. at You Can Live Anytime on Instagram mm-hmm. at You Can Live Any on Twitter because character numbers. Um, oh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Maybe leave us a comment. Share our Spotify. Our on Instagram, you know, whatever. What else? Thanks for listening.
2: Yes, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for supporting us. Annika and I we're just so happy to be doing this. We're happy to like have the time to like talk and catch up, especially you know, COVID is still very much a thing. Everyone please be safe, make good choices.
1: Wear a mask still. I don't care if you feel like because things are opening up, COVID is over. It is not over. People are still getting mm-hmm. diagnosed every single day with mm-hmm. COVID. It's still contagious. It's still a disease. We are mm-hmm. still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Wear your mask.
2: Oh. So what I was doing while Annika was talking was I looked up um our podcast on Apple Podcasts. We have five five stars, guys.
1: Oh my gosh, you guys are the best people ever. But guys. let's see let's see if Next week, we can check back and we have six. Guys, please tell your friends and family about us.
2: We would love, like, a small cult following.
1: (laughs) Or a big cult following.
2: That's true, because then we could go to Germany and see our random friend in Germany. (laughs) True.
1: But also, to be fair, we love anyone and everyone who listens to this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen Mm -hmm. to us ramble about everything in our lives. Um Mm -hmm. we hope you guys weird tangents. Yeah. We
2: hope you guys enjoy listening to us and you, you know, connect with stuff we talk about. Um please feel free to reach out to us on social media if you ever want to chat. Um we want to connect with you guys. You know, this time in the world it's important to connect in community is extremely important um so if you guys ever want to reach out and to chat
1: please do yeah i don't know that's all i got thanks so much for tuning in we will see you next week all
2: right guys have a good week
0: Bye. bye